All right. I hope I don't ruffle too many feathers right away. I hope you're able to stick with me at least to hear me out. But I really think that we're doing an injustice to our kids by having them sleep away from us at a young age. Um, And the reason I want you to stick with me is because it's not because I'm insensitive or have some sort of dogmatic view on how kids should be raised and, uh, you know, that it's a part of my hippie philosophy on such and such or whatever. It's not actually anything to do with that. I mean, I am very sensitive to some of the reasons why moms do that. I mean, uh, they need some sleep or they're worried about the baby's sleep patterns and they know that them moving around is disrupting them, um, you know, disrupting the baby's patterns or they observe that and think like, well, maybe they'll sleep better by themselves in the other room. And maybe they try it and the baby does sleep better in the room um, away from them. So I get it. I get it. For purposes of sleep, maybe um, that is working better or whatever. I, I'm sensitive to that. I mean, I've, I've had kids and I've had exhaustion and, you know, straight years where I didn't get to sleep much at all. So, um, I'm sensitive to that. I just, I don't know. I just have some other points to throw in the mix. Um, and one of them is that, Even we as adults understand not like sleeping, not liking sleeping alone. I mean, it's something that comes up in TV shows and movies that, you know, there's always characters that say, I don't like sleeping alone. I mean, some people do like sleeping alone. I'm not saying it's some universal thing, Um, but a small child, you know, is not going to like sleeping on their own immediately. I mean, maybe I get it. If people say like, oh, they slept so much better. They liked it. Um, okay. But all right. Just, you know, one point is don't let it be the only point or the pivotal point for the argument. But one point is even adults don't like to sleep alone. Uh, and even adults can understand how comforting it is to have another person there with you. Um, okay. So there's one element, (laughs) But another element, actually, the biggest element um, just has to do with attachment. Uh, You know, you can buy into attachment parenting or not. I'm not even talking about attachment parenting and any, like I said, philosophy. I'm talking about studies that are done over and over and over about how having a strong attachment in their lives makes a child thrive more, not just as a child, but as an adult too, in pretty much every area, whether it's learning or cooperation with others, relationship skills, whether it's happiness, just an overall sense of well-being and happiness, like all of these things, um, go hand in hand with a strong attachment. And well, okay, you can be attached to your child without sleeping to it with it. Um yeah, okay. But can your child be as attached to you without you know, it's not just about how much you love your kid or how attached you're feeling. It's actually about how the child is feeling. And, you know, are they gonna like punish you or not be attached to you just for not sleeping together? Like, no. I mean, it's not even like that. It's more like 
proximity and giving it every chance that you can for developing a further attachment. I mean, when you, I was listening to a lecture, by the way, I'll go ahead and spit his name out too, because you should look it up if you're interested at all in this, but uh, Gordon Neufeld, and he's a psychologist with all kinds of um, sort of studies backing what he's saying. Uh, You know, he's talking about attachment and that it's not about parenting technique and it's not about the things that you can do this or that or learn from this book or subscribe to this particular theory or that particular um you know style of parenting it's really just more about like an attachment forming and that that's about proximity and it's about um your child being able to depend on you and knowing that they can depend on you and it's tough because um you know no, the depending on you part, proximity. All right, let's just talk about proximity. Proximity, well, if for 10 hours, 12 hours a night, they are not in proximity to you, well, that takes away some of that proximity. Like that seems to run counter to that. And then let's talk about um, ability to depend on you or just depending on you. All right, well, if for 10 to 12 hours each night, they are not necessarily able to depend on you. Now, of course, you got the monitor, you're listening for them, you know, okay, I got it. They can depend on you, kind of. They, you'll come when they cry. Okay, kind of. Um, but, you know, does it take a minute? And do they hear you? Do they see you? Do they smell you? No, you're not in that room. Um, there's a, It runs a little contrary to that. It, it's, it's not a full, uh, they can depend on you. Um, it's not, it's not all the way there. And so to me, yeah, sleep is a big issue for sure, because, you know, one can argue, well, if I'm not sleeping, I'm going to be a horrible parent. And like, that may be true for sure. But, you know, there's ways I feel like there's, come on, we're creative, right? I mean, you know, there's ways to put a bed or a little something near you in the same room as you. Um, but maybe not, you know, and there's just ways. There's ways to maybe have it in, on wheels and like wheel them into the room after you're done brushing your teeth so you don't wake them up. Or, I mean, I, you know, get creative <laughs> so that they can hear you and be around you and that they there's proximity as much as you can. Um, and if it's like a matter of sex with your partner or something, again, you can get creative. You guys can like have a whole separate bedroom just for like adult play and then come into you know bed for sleeping time in a different you know with the with the baby in there or with the child in there because I'm actually saying this goes for like you know well you're gonna disagree because I you know but but this I think kids could sleep like this as long as they want I mean it doesn't um, until they're an adult, even a teenager could sleep in. I mean, that doesn't bother me. And I understand there's like privacy and, but if they want it, they can have it. If they want it, they can have it. I'm just saying it could be available. Proximity could be available. Um, and if there's a strong attachment, they might want proximity. But so this is bringing me to one of the other points I wanted to raise, um, is that, you know, we're going for independence with our children. That's what we're wanting them to get towards, right? We want them to be independent adults that don't need to depend on us for every little thing. Absolutely. Um, but, you know, the same guy that I mentioned before, Gordon Neufeld, was saying 
um, something that I thought was very poignant, but not many people think through. It's we can't just shove them into independence or the way to that independence is through solid, reliable dependence, you know, so you can't skip that step. And so I feel like the putting them in their beds as quickly as possible. I, I, I've heard parents, including my own, you know, talk of it with a very independence-oriented mind uh, or philosophy. It's like, oh no, they need to learn to sleep on their own and be independent. They don't need to just have to be in next to us to fall asleep. I mean, that's too ridiculous. That's too dependent. They need to be able to learn to fall asleep on their own and they need to know that they can be by themselves in the room and it'll be fine. And okay, I do understand that. I was raised in that world too. So it's not like it doesn't make sense to me, but it is so oriented towards throwing them into independence when in fact, independence isn't something you have to push them towards. It just gets reached when they are after they have been able to fully um, develop that strong attachment and that dependence on someone. So yeah, they could, uh, they can reach that place of independence of wanting to sleep in their own place, um, in their own room, but us sort of pushing them there um, when, which is my next point when biologically it doesn't even make that much sense okay I mean biologically is the next point too is um not making very much sense to have something that couldn't fend for itself uh sleep away from the other humans period um even as adults we might all still sleep huddled anyway for warmth or for connection or for safety but it would be possible for an adult to sleep on its own because it would fend for itself and it would be no problem but even a teenager who's not fully 100% able to fend for themselves might not make sense to have them sleeping alone in a solitary area and I know we don't live in primitive times anymore, and I know there's not wolves out to get us, but it's also another factor. It's another factor because our instincts are triggered for that. Our fears, our feelings of, you know, discomfort and alone and all of that are have to do with that. It has to do with um, a biological expectation or uh, like I said, biological instincts. I mean, adrenaline is a biological response. Fight or flight, this is a biological response. And these things have a real impact on our daily lives, on our emotional development, um, if we're triggering them the wrong ways and stuff. So even if we don't live in a primitive culture anymore, paying attention to biological uh, elements is still smart because they're still at play. They're not going to disappear just because the threat of wolves has disappeared it's going to feel very scary or weird or alone or uh panic panicky to wake up and be totally alone um or to try to sleep when totally alone or something like that so again going back to the parents to say my kid really likes it i do have compassion for that i get it i mean god when your kid does better sleeping one way or the other you're gonna go with that right because you're like desperate for sleep I got it, but 
instead of using that as like a solid justification for why you should like already let your child step into adulthood and like be in an isolated room away from, uh, you know, use it for information. Like, okay, really did go to sleep better when no one else was in the room at first, you know, cause it was like, he really needed quiet. Okay, great. Then use that and integrate it into what you do or you really can't deal with, I toss and turn too much and he really can't deal with sleeping in the bed with me tossing and turning so much. Okay, fine. Maybe he has a different bed or a bed mattress that's like touching yours, but not the same mattress as yours. So he doesn't feel the same bounciness or some sort of little thing that pushes up against your bed. Or maybe he sleeps with another family member. Um, like, I don't know. I mean, maybe this is an even crazier idea, but you know, like his five-year-old sister or something that stays still as a rock when she sleeps or uh, something, you know, some other combo um, that just brings more of the proximity back, more of the um, you can depend on me elements back or as much as you can. Like why, why toss out or forfeit any scraps of uh, proximity and um, you can depend on me elements that are so needed for that deep attachment. Um, why waste or squander any of them? Uh, yeah, okay, maybe for sleep, right? But I mean, again, I'm still saying you can be creative. We can be creative. Yes, if there are certain things that work better about having this child sleep in their own room, you can still integrate that um, into how you arrange some sort of more proximal sleeping. Um, and you know, not jumping the gun on the independence thing or not skipping this step. Because if you're really wanting independence, if that's what you're really hoping for, you're really hoping for a, a this is a term that the Gordon Neufeld guy, guy uses a lot where he's saying like a, an easy to parent child, um, a child that's easy to parent or uh, something like easy to love was another way he said it, but I like the easy to parent. If you're looking for that, then that's also like, you know, an independent, if you're going for independence and you want the child to be, you know, fully self-reliant adult, or if you're going for an easy to parent child or any of these things that I know we want, I know we want all of us as parents, he's stressing and emphasizing. And I think it makes sense that the way is through, not jump over it, but through uh, letting it depend on you, not jump over and go directly to independence as soon as humanly possible, but wait until it just happens naturally because you've gone through letting them depend on you and letting them really encouraging them to letting them be close, developing closeness, not just emotionally, but even just, you know, the first step to that emotional closeness has to do with physical proximity. Um, and letting them know that you want them around. That was another thing that he mentioned. And, you know, that you really want to be around them. You really want to be around them. And I don't know, even in ways where they're not cognizant, you know, having them with you when you sleep is another way to let them know you want them around in the same room, you know, or just near proximity, proximal sleeping, something like that. Um, uh, it's just, to me, it's best all around because you're not skipping steps. You're not going against biology. You're not trying to just shove them into independence. You're not, you're, you're, but you're going to get a natural independence that was through a natural maturation process while they are depending on you in full attachment. And, um, 
anyways, so I don't think we're doing them any favors. I think that, yeah, we all slept alone. Most of us, right, is how our culture is gone. And we turned out just fine, right? Oh, I'm not sure. I mean, yeah. And no, like we did have to jump to independence before we were actually ready to arrive there on our own. And I don't think a lot of people would disagree with that. Um, and we didn't get that wonderful safety net of being able to depend 100% in an emotional way and that proximity and that closeness. Um, I mean, maybe we still did. Maybe you still felt very close with your parent or very attached to them. Um, and I'm not saying it's impossible. I mean, if you've got some reason that you absolutely can't, you know, it's not impossible. But why squander any chance when we're so creative. We can come up with other ways. We can find the sleep. We can find the things that work and still keep them close. Um, I just think that uh, it's kind of what happened to all of us, right? We didn't get to go through that full maturation process. Um, and yeah, we turned out okay, but we could still be way more secure, couldn't we? All of us. <laughs> um because there's a lot um, of insecurity in all forms. Um, even if we're confident and seemingly secure that, you know, there's so many things that we struggle with that could be, ah, just could have been helped by having more closeness, closeness and attachment. Um, yeah. All right. That's enough. <laughs>